Yo, BJ, my name is Derek Teal. Dude, I just want to thank you so much for that episode on your journey with men's health. Now, the stuff about men's health and the perception and all those details were cool, especially from a business standpoint. But what really impacted me was your story. I'm a personal trainer myself. I've been doing it for almost eight years, and I now train uh, in my own studio and have an online platform that just launched and just kind of watching it grow in the niche that I'm in and hearing your ups and downs in your journey was really inspiring because um, you're in a place now that I'm really pushing to be. And I just want to thank you for sharing that, man. It was awesome, super encouraging, and just keep doing your thing. I think it seems like you've created some freedom for yourself that you've wanted and I'm so stoked that you're enjoying it and just want to encourage you to keep keep moving forward, man. I mean, you're absolutely crushing it and I hope you feel the freedom that just allows you to be more creative and more impactful. Keep going, bro. You're killing it. Yo, BJ Gador with the Weekly BJ Podcast and this episode is titled, Why Do People Hate You? I'll be sharing a lot of stories I think many can relate to today, but ultimately I made this for content creators out there trying to make a change and trying to make a positive impact in this world. And with that comes a lot of negativity, a lot of hate, and it's tough to deal with. So I want to share my experiences and ultimately give you kind of my approach and how I navigate a lot of the negativity, a lot of the hatred with just sharing good stuff with the world, or at least trying to, so we can say the course and ultimately know that you're, there are a lot of people out there dealing with the same shit that you've got going on. And, and by the way, I think anyone can learn from this episode, but you know, content creators in particular, inside and outside of the fitness space, not just fitness, anyone out there in the creative space making quality stuff to entertain, educate, both, whatever, you know, a, a lot of bullshit comes with the territory. So we'll cover that today. And I thought, what a funny way to start the episode about dealing with negativity with such a beautiful, positive message from a valued listener and follower of the stuff that I do. Derek Teal, you are a real one, man. I appreciate you for that message. It means a lot to me, you know, and you heard what Derek said in the beginning. For someone, you know, busy trainer, he's got online, offline business. He's got shit going on. For him to take the time to send me a one-minute message on Anchor without even asking a question or looking to get anything in return, and you wonder why, you know, I do this. And that is ultimately what it's what it's all about, man. This Derek Teal, it's for the Derek Teals out there. For all the shit that can come with doing this stuff, there are so many good people who are benefiting from it, running with it, doing their own thing, and passing on the positivity with the rest of the world. So, the days when you feel alter down on yourself or, you know, you're like, I feel like no one's even looking at my content. No one's looking at my stuff or, you know, I just can't take them making fun of the way I talk or the way I look anymore. And at the end of the day, if you have a passion and you have value to add to this world, you cannot hide it from the world. And you have to find a way to deal with the bullshit that comes with it. Cause at the end of the day, man, like <clears throat> this is a world for creators. Creators make change in this world. They also can deal with a lot of bullshit. So we'll get into that today. But Derek, I wanted to thank you for the message. So happy to hear that your business is, is going well and you're diversifying. And we'll talk more about you know what Derek pinpointed as. And, and something I found to be like a true game changer for me in my career is sharing my story. And how important that is. Like your story is literally like your DNA. It's, it is something no one else has. It is the unique differentiating factor between you and everyone else out there. It's not how you look or what you know or whatever else like that. That all matters. But at the end of the day, your story, the context to which brought you to who you are today and made you who you are today, you own that. Nobody else does. And I think he pointed out, it wasn't just like knowing what happened to mental health, et cetera. It was like, oh, your story. Like, wow, I, I didn't know all that went into this, you know, because you assume Oh, it must have been that. No, it it was this. And that is uniquely mine. And your story is uniquely yours. And it can guide you through a lot of tough times. And honestly, I don't think you can get to do anything big in life without being not necessarily an open book, but authentically sharing your story with the world and having that relatability. So thank you, Derek. And, you know, part of the reason I'm making this is because, and I've been there, you know, fear of criticism paralyzes people 
from sharing their passion and making a difference with the world. There are so many, uh, you know, just uh, recently I, I, a friend of mine in fitness shared like another trainer that was like showing some really cool innovative movements I've never seen before. And I went and I ended up following him. I looked at, you know, how many followers, it's like a thousand, which is good. I mean, it's, that's a good following, but like he's sharing some pretty high level stuff, stuff I've never seen before. I've been doing this for a long time. Only a thousand. And there are some people with millions that, you know, know nothing. There are some real gems out there inside and outside of fitness that no one will ever really know about. And the few that do are, are lucky because, man, they, they, they're gems. They, they are true diamonds in the rough. And for whatever reason, they may not have the biggest followings in the world. But make no mistake, they're having a huge impact. And like I say this all the time, real recognize real. I, when anybody who knows, knows, okay, wow, that guy, he knows his stuff. Or that, that gal knows her stuff. Wow, she's, she's operating on another level. There's there's more than just you know looks or whatever. Like there's more. She's got a lot. He or she has a lot of things going on there, and there's mutual respect. And so, in the age of you know likes, followers, etc., being the litmus test for whether or not you're worth it. Just know that even even if you don't have the recognition that you deserve, the people that do recognize it, um, or the people that matter, do. All right, at least at least when they're exposed to it. But nothing's worse than someone not pursuing something or having a gift to share with the world, and they don't do it because they're afraid they're going to get made fun of. Or, and I get it. I, I I've been through it all, and ultimately, what choice do we have? You want to sit on that gift? You want to sit on that knowledge? People are going to say whatever they're going to say, regardless. But you know, I I hope anyone on the fence about you know if you have a gift to share and you have a passion that's burning within your soul. And you're not pursuing it because you're afraid they're gonna they're gonna make fun of the way you look or they're gonna criticize your approach. I I hope you can find a way to fight through that and make it to the other side. And hopefully this episode inspires you to do that. If people want to hate you, they will find a way. Let me reiterate that. If people want to hate you, they will find a way. It might be the way you look, the way you sound, the way you dress, what you eat, you know, uh, where you live, if they want to hate you, they will find a way. That's why you can't focus on those people. As much as they can steal the oxygen in the room that is your life and take away from all the other positivity that people send you, because most people are good people, man. Like Most people aren't freeloaders. They, they truly respect someone who is sharing quality stuff with them and adding value to their life. They do. And then the occasional people, you know, they, they're... Some there's a, sorry, there's some terrible people in this world, but it's about one story, right? There's some context that got them to that point today where they are so hateful and cynical and negative. So if we learn their story, we might think about them differently too, even though, man, they're a piece of shit. <laughs> so, you know, it, it happens, but, and it does come with the territory. You know, you want to be doing big things. You want to get on bigger stages, bigger platforms, you got to be willing to eat some shit. And the turds, by the way, they just get bigger and less palatable along the way. Not that any type of turd is tasty. All right? I'm just saying they get even less tasty as you climb up the ladder. Doesn't make it okay or easy to deal with it, but it does come with the territory. Your skin will definitely get thicker. Like, I've got alligator skin at this point in a lot of ways, but at the same time, it still stings. You'll still get enraged from time to time. We're all human, and occasionally I'll I'll lose my shit, and a lot of the built-up stuff from you know these comments accumulate, etc. And all of a sudden, like one hits you at the right moment, and you you, you kind of lose a little bit. But again, you know we're all human, and um, it's part of the process. You're going to have those days, and I can tell you, I deal with them much better in my 30s now than I did in my 20s, and I deal with them much better now than I did when I was at Men's Health, when it was like an onslaught of just hate. But that got me where I am today. So it's part of the process. And even during all that hate, when I was receiving the, the most hate I ever received in my life, I was also reaching the most people I had ever reached in my life. So pros and cons. There's a person behind every personality. I'll actually have some pretty real world examples later in the episode that'll really kind of give you some context to, again, one story and the difference between you know one's online persona or the perception of that versus who they actually really are in life day-to-day interactions with people, actual humans. There's a person behind every personality. 
critical to understand. We got to give each other a little bit of a, a break in that regard. We're all, you know, if you're trying to do big things, you're trying to find the best way to break through the noise. It's not easy. Capture attention. And sometimes we have to do some things that are maybe beyond what we would actually want to do or feel comfortable doing. But, you know, you have to try everything. I mean, it, it's part of the process. Try everything within reason, right? I want to give you a tale of two people in this world. Obviously, many of you know that we just launched the new men's athleisure apparel line, sleevesoldseparately.com. We started with our lunge man shorts for workout, swim, athleisure, all that good stuff. And we surpassed our goal. We had a great launch. But I just want to share a tale of two people in this world through that launch. We just launched it. It's going well. Like We put a lot of effort into this. Like You'll never know how much goes into even making a single item of clothing <laughs> at scale. It's like... Especially because we're doing it the right way. We're, we're making it in LA. We're not going to have someone, some sweatshops in China or out, out, wherever else making, you know, in horrible working conditions, making stuff that's cheap, that's not going to last. This is American made. We work directly with the manufacturer. It's premium materials. It's going to be a premium product. You know, like we're not, we're not Walmart. We're not Amazon. We're not going to compete with those types. We're going to make the, a higher end product for a very specific type of individual. And we're going to make a business out of that. And yes, it's going to cost more. You could get two or three pairs of shorts for the price of one of ours. But you're going to wear, wear my short all the time and it's going to last. And you're going to feel good about owning this product. And people that don't have a business or know what it's like to operate a business or start a business or do anything like that, they have no context to, oh yeah, we'll just, you should, it should be like 30 bucks, 25 bucks. They just don't understand what goes into it, whatever. But we had someone that emailed us. Actually, there were a couple, but one in particular stood out. It was the first one we got. It was like, I've been following you for like 10 years. I've never paid for anything. I've been freeloading all your stuff. And I was like, you know, maybe I'll buy, his, buy the shorts. And I saw the price and I was like, this is, this is insane. Like, like, these are just shorts. $75 for shorts. But it was, by the way, they're actually 100 They were actually on sale for 75 bucks. You know, just again, like we're so excited. We finally got this out. We're, we're launching it to the world. Like this is like launch day. There's something like launch day. Though a lot of nerves come with it too. Like what if it doesn't go well, etc. But you know, you're, you're hopeful. And obviously you, you know, we're, we're also responding to demand. People ask one out of two questions on Instagram. Where do you get the shorts? So like, you know what? I make my own shorts. I'm sick of selling other people's shorts. I actually have ideas for how I want to make it even better and perfectly fit for the needs of, you know, fit active men but also make it accessible to all body types. I'm a bigger guy, thicker guy, and a lot of short shorts don't accommodate someone with that level of thickness. And I'm thick with three Cs, not two. So it, it, you, it's an extra level of thickness. So there's passion involved, everything else. And it's like, look, I, you don't have to buy the shorts, but just please, like on the day we launch, like I, you're telling me like I've given you free stuff for 10 years. You never support anything I've done beyond just you know, voraciously consuming it for free and you got to bring this negativity to me on the day we launch this new product, just don't buy it. It's not a mandatory purchase. No one's making you get the shorts. Just take all the free stuff I've given you for the 10 years, the last decade, and just don't send me your negativity on the day that is a positive day. We're launching a new product, a new business. It's our first thing outside of fitness. Like that shit like stings. It hurts. And uh, we obviously didn't respond to the email, but you know, it's like, really? But, but, and I give you this but, like, th that was about to send me to the moon. At the same time, a longtime supporter, the mother to one of my best friends growing up, one of the nicest, most decent people I've ever met in this world. A woman, an older woman, you know, uh, bought man shorts. Four shorts for her four sons to wear. To support us. Just to support us. And by the way, an older woman, I just meant like, uh, she was, she was uh, like a mom to me, you know, like growing up. She's, she's in great shape. She's very active. I, I hope I didn't step on a landmine there. She's just an awesome person. But she took the time and her money to buy four shorts for her four sons to support us on this launch day. I mean, like that, I, I had what that meant so much to Naomi and I, a, you know, a, because we haven't seen her in a while, but you know, she was actually a member of our boot camps early on, like has supported us every step of the way. 
super positive, like nothing but positive energy from her at all times. Like just like truly I said, I said to my friend, um, when we found out, like, I just want you to know, like your mom is like, like the real MVP, one of the best moms of all time. She's in that conversation for one of the greatest moms of all time. Just such a great person. She bought four shorts for her four sons. And, and they're going to, I said, I, I demand a picture because they're all like fit and great shape. And, uh, but man, like tale of two people in this world, someone that has supported us along the way at every step and then comes in with even more support on a day we need it the most versus someone who has freeloaded the entire way and not only doesn't support, but throws negativity and hate our way on, on what is supposed to be a positive, fun day. That's part of the process. But more and more, you have to find a way to start focusing on my friend's mom versus that longtime freeloader. Because there are a lot more like that in this world, truly. like Especially if you have a successful business, you realize that you've, you've found a lot of great people willing to support what you do. Essentially. But all we hear from are the negative people in most cases. So again, for me, like you have the right to ferociously consume free material, but like you're dead to me. When you cross a line of like giving unsolicited advice or, you know, unwarranted negativity, there's no reason to send us that email. We're not going to, we can't change the price. Like it's a business. It's not a nonprofit. It's not a charity. It's a business. We are charging the exact price we need to charge to make it a viable business. And if you don't know how business works, and again, you're, we're manufacturing in this country, we're using premium materials, etc. And again, I, I can't explain business to, to someone who's not in business, but again, tale of two people. And by the way, this has happened to me many times before. The day right after like, I had just left Men's Health and it's the first Monday where I don't get any sort of income and we launched the dailybg.com. And I, you know, posted on Instagram, we're, we're excited, we're nervous, we don't, we don't know, like, am I going to be able to... <laughs> Uh, live, you know, we literally had nothing at the time and, uh, to fall back on and we launched this and I remember I saved this, I screenshot it. It's just kind of like a motivational thing for me at the time. Someone posts one of the first comments, terrible business idea. Nobody's going to pay for your workouts when they can get them for free on YouTube. And look, I've done a podcast recently about how I think it's going to be almost impossible for most people to sell fitness content in about three to five years because of how much Quality free stuff is out there now, and we're all undercutting each other in, in this space. And more and more, it's going to get harder and harder to sell content. So you've got to be like better than ever, and you've got to find more creative ways than ever to create value in ways that are beyond just a workout to get people interested. Because yeah, there's a lot of great free shit out there. But like on, on one of the tougher days of my professional career, starting over again, going from having the power of the world's largest men's magazine behind you to like being completely on your own, isolated. That was the comment this guy gave me. You know, again, like this, we, we just launched, it's, it's done. Like, it's not like, hey, what do you think I should make? Like, we've already made this. So your comment is not helpful because this is just what, like, by the way, if, if it's a bad business idea, you know how we're going to find out? Not enough people are going to sign up. But that negative comment is just like, it, it's just, it, to me, it's hateful. It's like, who does that help? And by the way, we proved the business model. It wasn't like a, an off-the-wall idea. It was a membership for workouts, and that's what I was known for, providing. I've provided it before in different formats. But that's what we had. So the hateration, uh, it comes with the territory. And those listening on Anchor, by the way, the best listening experience will be on Anchor because I can play music. They heard the uh, Mary J. Blige song, Family Affair, which talks about you know the hateration, all that stuff. And by the way, you can also send me voice messages asking questions for future episodes of the podcast, leaving beautiful positive messages like Derek Teal did in the beginning. So I highly recommend Anchor, free app for Apple and Android devices, uh, great for podcasts, etc. But, you know, it's part of the process and you got to deal with it. And it's nonstop too, right? Like I went on Facebook recently. I don't use Facebook personally. We have, we have a page I build. There's like a quarter million people there. But like, you know, you know how it works now. No one even sees that stuff much anymore. And I haven't looked at comments much. And I went in and one of the videos got uh, more views or more engagement recently. And then I looked at some of the comments and there were like 20 comments of these dudes just ripping how terrible my abs are. You know, you're fat, you're not in shape, you're, you have no abs, they're asymmetrical, they're uneven. So it means your training is bad, all this stuff. And, and by the way, I dealt with some of that while I was at Men's Health. In fact, it, it was so prolific, people commenting like, 
what, why is are his abs so weird, etc. So they, they had to do an article about like why some abs are symmetrical and some abs are uneven and more staggered. It's genetic. I can't fucking change the order and arrangement of my abdominal muscles. I can't just shift around my fucking structures. It's, it's, it's no knock on my fucking training or my approach to stuff like that. It's just how I look. I can't do anything about it. But I'm looking through, I'm like, wow, man, these are, why are these people so awful? It's just, I'm giving a free fucking workout here. I'm not like throwing anything in your face or saying anything bad to you. This is a free workout. Either you like it or you don't. Why do you have to attack my uneven abs? <laughs> I'm like, why do you have to make it about my uneven abs? I can't do anything about it. And even if they knew you can't do anything about it, they would still say it because it's like, well, you shouldn't be, t- then we need someone who has the perfectly symmetrical looking abs to share it. You know, and then there's the ass face on my YouTube channel who dislikes every video within the, within moments of publishing. Like I publish it and then I'm coming back and like, I, sometimes I go back and I'll try to edit something quicker. I, I see a typo and I look and there's already a dislike. So there's this motherfucker out there. I mean, I, I almost, I almost respect it, but at the same time, like if I could get my hands on him, I would rearrange his body in like a new claymation form, but he dislikes every video. And I'm assuming it's a guy because they are, they are just the, it seemed to be, at least from my experience, the most hateful, but I also have 80% men. So the odds are, you know, it's going to be a dude, but man, they're brutal. Dudes are brutal, especially online. <clears throat> and, you know, but I said, nothing was worse than my time at men's health. Like the body shaming I, I dealt with and just, I did develop body dysmorphia. Like I was, especially, you know, <clears throat> as we started getting success and people really seeing our stuff. And that's an episode in of itself. And I'll do that at some point, but I was starving myself. I was training twice a day. I was obsessively training my legs. I actually, I had to go home <laughs> early one day because I was overtraining myself so badly in the calf stuff I was doing. Like it was so painful that I, I just like, I had to go home. I, I was just, I was so exhausted and fatigued. I mean, this is like, embarrassing to admit, but I'm again, like, this is my story. I'm sharing exactly what I went through because again, a lot of people go through this shit. It is especially like in fitness when it, when it is about how you look in your body in a lot of ways and people are constantly criticizing it and berating you and you know, it takes its toll. And then I, I, I got like in the best shape of my life and I felt like I felt the worst about myself at that exact moment because I was, you know, again, they don't make fun of my legs anymore. Now they make fun of my uneven abs or my body hair or whatever it is. They will always find a way to hate you. That's why you can't do it for them. You got to do it for yourself and you got to do it for the people that you're actually positively impacting. Just recently, a female personal trainer direct messaged me and said, you know, you should really shave your body because, uh, you know, you'll look, you'll look better. It's much more attractive. And I'm, I'm a woman, so, you know, my opinion matters. And I'm like, first of all, and this is what I said to her. And by the way, she I was outlining this podcast when this direct message came through. So she walked into the lion's den. And I, I viciously uh, responded. But not like, you know, I was like, I, I, I'll just say, I, say, I asked her like, honestly, like, who the fuck do you think you are? Are you my wife? What would you say if I said to you, you should groom yourself this way for my personal preferences? How, like, especially a man saying it to a woman. Like, what, how would you respond? I'm assuming. I am guessing the response would not be too kind. So it happens, in, you know, everyone can do it. All genders, all races, all socioeconomic backgrounds, whatever. But like, she did walk into the lion's den. But it's like, look, I have body here. I don't know what you want me to do about it. Like, it got so bad at one point, And I, uh, men's health, again, they were trying to leverage me as best they could. So they started using me for to model for the workouts in the magazine because, you know, they're already paying me and they don't have to pay models to do it. And I have good form and technique. I'm a good model for exercise pictures. The moment I have to start like posing, I've got like two poses, one where my hands are on my hips, the other where my arms are out to the side. And that that's it. That is my fucking model portfolio. I am like, I'm the anti-model. I'm the worst model you could ever ask for. But I can, I can show good form on exercises. So I was doing that stuff. And so I had to start getting monthly body waxing. Because, you know, I want to I wanna represent the brand properly and pe- people like to see all the musculature. And yeah, body hair does hide some a lot of muscle separation, definition. You won't look as shredded even at the same body fat percentage. And I would go for these two-hour body waxings. 
I'd be bleeding everywhere. Honest to God, like my ancestors would feel some of the tears. The woman that was doing it was like, you sure you don't want to break this up into like an upper body, lower body session? Because it's this is a lot to deal with. <laughs> she was like, I don't think I can watch this anymore. I, I do this for a living, but the amount of surface area on your body I have to cover, because again, you know, 62225. She's got to get all the fucking hair on my legs and hamstrings. And by the way, it's so funny because some of the areas you think would be the most painful aren't. And then there's others like the shin or the forearm where it's like, everybody knows the chest is bad. Like my chest was basically like, there was just blood trickling down my abdomen. But like sometimes you catch you on the shin or the forearm and it's like, because again, if you can't, you got to do the whole thing. Because it just looks weird if you're like, you have no hair on your chest, but then you have hairy arms, right? Or whatever, or hairless up top and then a lot of hair below. It's just, it's a disaster. And I'm like, why the, why am I doing this? This is the most, like, honestly, the most painful experience. And by the way, you never get used to it because it, there's a month spacing and then it's just, you come back in and people say, oh, the first couple are the worst. No, it actually, it, it's as bad because you go to a new area of the body. <laughs> All right. It might get a little bit better on like one area after like the, the, the nerves are just completely numb and you, you've passed the threshold of pain where now you're in fight or flight and you're bleeding and everything else. But they, then they got to go to the next body part. And I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, and I turned 35. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm half Arab. What am I going to do? I'm fucking hairy, but I'm not as hairy as my dad. I got enough white in me that, uh, you know, cause my dad is very hairy. Like there's back hair, shoulder hair. Sorry. I don't mean to <laughs> give too much information there. Like maybe then, okay. Like you can, you can address like the shoulder hair and leave the chest hair, the stomach hair, whatever the leg hair, but they're, they're, I'm not saying you don't groom when things get out of control, but I, I don't have an out of control level of body hair. I just have, a, uh, I have body hair. So I just, you know, my, and my wife said, you know what? I like it. I, I, I don't know why you're doing this to yourself. You're, it takes so much time, energy. And by the way, I actually managed, this is funny. I managed to get men's health to expense it. So I didn't have to pay for it. I'm like, I'm doing this for you guys. So uh, luckily I didn't have to pay for it, but I definitely wouldn't continue to pay for it if it wasn't expensed. But it was so painful. I'm like, I'm doing this for other people, you know, and ultimately this is painful. <laughs> it's unsustainable. I just have too much body here for this shit. So, you know, and by the way, some say just ignore the negative comments, but I, I'm, I like the occasional clapback and I do it mainly because I do it. I do it for myself. Number one, because I, I, sometimes you got to stand up for yourself. Number two, I do it also because I think sometimes we can find humor in it and that, again, there's actually a person here receiving this criticism and I think a lot of other people that make content that follow what I do, whether for inspiration or just uh, as you know, fellow colleagues in this space, I think it's reassuring to know that, look, I deal with this too um, and uh, I, 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 sometimes I have to even, you know, if you look up to me, look, I'm, I'm not, some say you're too good for this, I'm clearly not because I'm going to clap back on occasion. You choose how you want to deal with it. I, I don't go, I don't get overly personal or anything like that, but you come at me, occasionally I'm going to come back because I, I would never come at you. I would never come at you. I've never gone to someone's page and left a negative comment or like set up a burner account and gave negativity to someone. I just, I don't do that. I don't have time for that shit. And uh, because I receive so much of it myself and I can empathize, even if I think what you make sucks or you're not very good at what you do or you're doing bad things. You know, I'm not going to put that out publicly. I'm not going to bother with you. I'll just unfollow and you're, you're not part of my life. It's all good. And you got to understand when you're making content, some people will get inspired. Others will get enraged. And then I started thinking about this. Like, okay, there's an overweight guy working in a cubicle of a job he doesn't like. And he's on Facebook, Instagram all day just trying to get through the day. And he sees this dude with these short ass shorts having the luxury to quote unquote train all day, which obviously I don't. I, I do four to six sessions a week, an hour or less. But you know, we train all day. It's, this is all I do. I'm just a one dimensional fucking muscle man who trains all day and has no life and doesn't eat and eats celery and water, whatever, it breathes air, but that's about it. And I can see though, why that's super demotivating. This motherfucker is just jumping around, doing pushups and squats and wearing shorts that leave very little to the imagination. And I'm over here in this cubicle all day and there's no fucking windows. So yeah, I, you know, some say that some get inspired by seeing that others get demotivated. And I started thinking, how would I feel 
Like, what would uh, B.J. Gador, who he was five or ten years ago, feel seeing him today living exactly where he wanted to live, doing exactly what he wants to do, really enjoying life and having fun for the first time, feel seeing that thrown in his face? I would probably fucking hate myself. Because, again, I, I, I do lean a little towards the negative side. Spoiler alert! I try to keep it as positive as possible. But I, I am, at best, I can be cautiously optimistic, but on <laughs> a normal day-to-day, I'm, I'm a Debbie Downer. I'm a negative motherfucker. I like, to, I like to put out all the possible negative outcomes on the table and plan and prepare for that and then hopefully be pleasantly surprised in the end by having a more positive outcome. That's my approach, all right? You, everybody might have a different approach, but, you know, that I just... I do lean a little negative. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. And I'm like, wow, yeah. So that, that actually kind of changed my perspective and, and, and made me start to think, okay, I've got to be very, because all I wanted to do, I don't like sharing stuff about my personal life. I don't like having to, you know, be, I don't like being motivational. I just want to share great content. But if all you, all I did is just share me doing workouts and stuff like that. And that's like, oh, that's all he is. He's just a workout guy. And you know what? If I could train all day and I lived in Malibu and all this other stuff, you know, I, I could do, I could be just like him, but I, I don't. And it just makes me upset. makes me unmotivated. I, I can kind of see that. And, and it's part of why, by the way, like you never want to get in too good of shape because you can become unrelatable. At Men's Health, they kind of had a rule with this. But why also at Men's Health, when they take photos, they, they wash you out. They use like a lot of bright white lighting and they make you look less fit. There's been guys who have come on, on set that have been in too good of shape and they make them drink a lot of water and then they really wash them out because it's demotivating to most men who re- read that magazine. I shared that with my buddy Jeremy Scott. I'm like, look, dude, like, yeah, it's, it's great to like push it and be in incredible shape, but especially as you get older too. Like in your 20s, people in their teens and 20s, they want to see like bone ripped shredded. But once you're over 30, because th- that phase of your life is gone, even if you can do it, you don't have the time, energy or resources to do it. Even if you do it for a living, it's it's like almost impossible, and it's just a reminder of what's what is impossible anymore. No, that's not motivating to a lot of people. So, you know, if anything, you know, I, um, I am the most flexible I've been with my training and diet ever. Am am I the the leanest I've ever been? Probably not. Lean enough. I'm lean enough to still motivate people and do what I want to do and have fun in life. And if it means uh, I lose some people because I'm not shredded enough, that that if I, or I'm not hairless enough or whatever. You know, that, that's part of the territory. And, and honestly, I, I, I think it's, it's a more relatable look. And I'm not saying you, you, you don't get in as good a shape as possible if, if that's what you want to do. But I'm just saying, like, if you're doing it just because you think it's going to help you, uh, especially for people that are over 30. And, and again, by the way, those are the people that actually have money to spend on fitness. Good luck selling memberships to teens and people in their 20s. They've got no fucking money. Most of them are still living with their parents. All right, and they'll find the free ways. Trust me, I, I, I know they'll find the free ways. All right, they will exhaust the free ways before ever considering paying you a penny. So, uh, that's something to consider too. I was actually hurting myself by getting in too good of shape because it wasn't a really natural look for me. You could tell, like, I was low energy, it was just affecting me. There wasn't as much positivity or creativity because I was, again, like, when you're starving yourself and you're overtraining, uh, life sucks. So, it's really hard to put out positive energy out there. And be fun. It steals you. It steals your youth. It steals your joy. So th- there is something to be said for being strong enough, lean enough, and being okay with that. A more relatable look. Others see someone sharing what he's learned or they're good at for free. And they choose to use what they like or not use. Like, you know, th- 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 that's who you like prefer. It's It's... I may not like all the stuff, and but there's I, I see enough, I get enough value from watching or tuning in every week that I keep following. Where others will see, they'll they'll like nine, nine things you do, and then you'll do one thing they don't like, and they'll unfollow you. And they'll always let you know about it too. And that's what we have to get away from. It's like, do, who in your life do you know? Like, my wife and I are like dialed in. We're on the same wavelength. We'll be thinking about the same ideas in other rooms, and then we'll both like, come and want to tell each other what we're exactly thinking. And you can see us like both like trying to get it out before the other one gets it out. We're, we're on that wavelength. And, and we still disagree about like, she, she, she will be the first to tell me <laughs> when, to tell me about myself. Uh, you shouldn't have done that. 
Ah, don't do that. You need people in your life like that. And, and it's okay. It's not, she's not going to unfollow me or divorce me over a simple thing. Now, if it's a big thing, that's a different story. But like, you don't like the music I was playing. You don't like the food I was eating. Whatever. Um, if they hate you, you've probably tapped into one or more of their own insecurities and or they hate life. And you have to be empathetic with that too. Because don't forget, again, I always think who I was like younger. And when I was hating my life and not where I wanted to be, if I would have seen someone like me or me five years in the future living the dream, I would have fucking hated that guy. So that, that, that's been an interesting perspective shift for me. And I think that's something to think about along the way for yourself as well. Also, never forgetting the origins and um, sharing more of your story, the, the backstory, right? Because again, if you look at, um, they don't really know you. In social media, there's no real multidimensional context. You can start sharing more in your stories and stuff like that, or you know what I'm doing this weekend, or and, I, and I've tried to do more of that because again, I, I'm trying to to find a way to be more relatable to people. Without again, I, there's some things that we want to keep private that no one else needs to know about except those that are there in the room. We don't have to be completely open book, but I, I've tried to do more of that. But even then, like you know, you're still going to share your best moments. It's not a true indicator of how your life is actually going. So they'll never know your full story unless they actually know you, but they can at least learn some of it. And, you know, most really don't know, understand the concept of how hard it is to start something from scratch with minimal resources, to create content on a daily or weekly basis, to own a business. It's really tough. And there's an online persona and there's real life. And that's why they say, instead of having a persona, just be yourself, be authentic. But then what if people hate who you are? That's going to happen too. And it's really tough to break through the noise. So in a lot of ways, you almost have to be a little bit polarizing because it's so saturated and it's very tough to catch people's attention. But, you know, you don't have to be a provocateur just to be a provocateur. There's, you know, there's got to be a method behind the madness. There's got to, it's got to be part of a, part of your marketing campaign, part of your strategy. But yeah, they don't really know you. And if what they see is this fit, rich guy, lucky guy living the dream in Malibu, and they don't know that I was this fat kid from Milwaukee whose dad was a cable guy, whose mom was a cleaning lady, who's been on a grind for the last 15 plus years to get where I am today. And they have, they have none of that context. No idea what I've been through to get here. And again, there's been people that have been through way more hardship. But yeah, I'm not like, I joke with my wife all the time. Like we see these people that are like raising kids in Malibu or like have lived here their whole life. And I'm like, wow, these motherfuckers are so lucky, but they'll never know how lucky they are. They'll never pre- like, they'll never truly appreciate this place. This I mean this this it's like Jurassic Park in a lot of ways. <laughs> it's exotic, it's beautiful, but you know it has disasters, <clears throat> fires, whatever, mudslides. It's on the most dangerous road in the world, PCH in some ways. But uh, there's pros and cons to everything. But again, like there's no context. So if you hide your story, and again I, I get not wanting to share everything, but if you hide the story of what got you here. What else will they think? What else do you want them to think? Even if your story is embarrassing. I, again, I've, <clears throat> I've shared plenty of things that don't maybe put me in the best light over the course of my career. Because you know what? There are plenty of times when I've not been at my best. And it's those moments where I've learned the most or I've had to fight through it the most that have gotten me now, that have developed the level of stick you need and consistency to grind through those, those tough times. But I also want you to know, look, I, I, I'm human. I'm going to do stupid shit. I'm going to do things I may regret. But, uh, you know, look at my body of work. Let's say you only like five out of 10 things I do on a regular basis. That's not bad. That's pretty good. Like, I mean, I still think uh, that's worth uh, considering. But if you want to focus on the one bad thing I said or the one negative thing I did or the one time that I was not did not make the most mature decision, et cetera, then it's going to be tough to, to really – and again, I'm, I'm one of the biggest people who do this, by the way. I, I, I have – because I, I come from a more negative mindset. I've dealt with a lot of betrayal in my life. I've not had a lot of quality relationships, especially blood relationships due to lots of other circumstances I'm not going to get into today. And it's made me someone that is more likely to look and see the one thing I don't like in someone and focus on that versus the nine things that are great about them. And I've been working really hard to, to shift that mindset. And if anything, it's like maybe that maybe this is some karma for me. 
because I've been so focused on the one thing and, and now I'm getting that from other people. So yeah, the change always starts with oneself, right? And I've been working on that to the best of my ability. It's not easy to change, especially as you get older, but um, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing too, you know, so you start sharing more about yourself and then there's people that don't like that. They just want you to, they just want you for your workouts. So, so I mean like, so yeah, you can't win. Like you start sharing, this is what I eat. It's like, you eat meat. I remember one time I had a, a meal with veal and someone messaged me. It's like, how dare you consume a mother's baby? And I was like, oh, I guess, I mean, she's not wrong, but that's not what I was thinking about when, when I was having the veal Parmesan. It was just a dish I was eating at the time. But you got to start thinking about that. Okay, maybe I can't share veal anymore. I sing in the car in the shower. Some people don't like it. Some people like it. Some people are like, you know, I could really do without the singing. Well, it's in my fucking stories. Don't look at the stories then. It's like, I can't, I can't be everything to everyone. But you know, if I'm going to be myself and I sing in the shower, I sing in the car. So here, this is what I do. And this is the music I listen to. Yes, some of it has profanity. Yes, I personally swear. I still think you can be a professional and have positive light in this world and, have, and use profane language. Some may disagree with me. But if you like my workouts and you like most of what I do, maybe you can still give me the time of day. Maybe not. It's your choice. And then you start sharing what you watch and listen to and read. And sometimes that's controversial. It can have elements of politics or religion, etc. So there's a lot of these landmines in sharing more about yourself. But if you don't share about yourself especially in fitness, you just come off like as a robot or a machine. And then that's not relatable. And people kind of hate you for that because they can't be like that. So there's this really unique balance you have to find. Uh, There's no handbook for this and you got to be willing to work through it. And ultimately I I definitely find myself now closer to the right balance than ever before. Um, And I'm going to keep working at it. And I might go through times where I want to share more and then I don't want to share anything. And I've gone through like, I'm going to be myself. And then I find like, oh, people don't like who that is. And then I just go back to sharing only workouts. And then people think I'm a robot. So it's hard, man. It's hard to find the balance, but you got to find it, right? I want to give a couple examples beyond myself. Obviously, I can only really speak truly to my own stories. But here's one that really makes you think and I think will give you some context. And just, you know, online persona versus real life or, you know, the person behind the personality, right? So Chris Cuomo, you know him, he's been a news guy, anchor on CNN, like one of the hardest working guys out there. And obviously, uh, if you watch CNN, CNN would be considered an organization to be more center, center, center left, right? And I look at some of the stuff that he deals with on social media, just the comments, just the vitriol, like the hatred he gets. And you might have your own informed decisions about who he is based on how he speaks, you know, watching the shows he's on or the station he's on, etc. But you might not know this. On one of the worst days of my life, when our first rescue, Stinky, passed away about a year ago, to, uh, about a year ago since he passed. Like literally one of the worst days of our life. We had this dog for nine years, our first dog together, my wife and I as a family. And just, he was a light in our life. We loved that dog like nothing you could ever imagine. On one of the worst days of my life, one of the busiest guys I can ever think of. Like he has how many shows? Like that that life, like people think they're busy. No, try being a try and be in a news business. He takes the time to send me a personal direct message and says, you know, because I posted a picture of me and my wife crying as as we had to put him down. And uh, it was, you know, it's, it's always sudden with dogs. Like they're fine and then they're not. And then when they're not, it, it, it's over and it's quick. And He's like, you know what, uh, grown men cry. I'm glad you shared it. I've been there. And it was just, it was, uh, he seemed like an amazing dog. And you seemed like you were it just, it was just, I, I, I can't get into all of it, but it was just such a beautiful message. And I'm like, this guy took the time to message me. And by, I didn't even know he followed me, by the way. I didn't even know. Like, he, apparently he was a fan of my work at Men's Health. That's why you never really know who's watching your stuff. So, you know. Just remember when you're putting stuff out there, uh, part of the, the, the goal is just to be prolific and consistent and always emphasize as, as much quality as you can because at some point, you know, there's, there, there are a lot of people are watching and even people that you don't even know are watching and some of these people have a lot of influence. So you never know what can happen. That's part of why you stay on the course if it's a passion, if it's something you're, you're truly passionate about and you believe in. But how would your perception of Chris Cuomo change if you knew that? Because if he did that with me, even if I was the only person he did this with, 
that should give you some new appreciation for him as a human being, as a person, as a quality individual. But I, I know for certain that's not, it's not just that because you don't do what, you know, there, there aren't, in most cases, these are not isolated incidents with, with people that, that go out of their way to send positivity to people when, you know, um, he deals with probably mostly negativity throughout the day. People that say the most terrible things to him and, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. We're living in a really tough political environment right now. We're not going to get into that, but I wanted to share that story about Chris Cuomo because uh, I was blown away. I was blown away by, by the gesture and the positivity. Here's another example. Many of you, if you're in fitness, you have to know and follow Alexia Clark. She's a friend of mine, met her at, at, through Reebok, and then also she was a part of background talent in the Metatrade Extreme DVD. And I, I've witnessed like her going from what, like a couple thousand followers to like, I think almost 2 million now, and just has done just some amazing things. But she sent to me recently uh, this YouTube video of this, of this guy who literally, he sells shirts about himself called, the shirts have, it says as a quote, bald, angry white man on the shirt. So you can get an idea, this guy's kind of unhinged. Like, I, I, don't, I don't feel comfortable about this guy in society long-term. Let me just put it that way. But he sells shirts with that quote on it, and he does, like, videos of, like, just saying terrible things about her and how dangerous all the stuff she is, she, she shares is, and she doesn't know what she's doing, everything else. And it's, like, a total unhinged provocateur who can only capture the attention of others by piggybacking on the success of people actually doing positive things in the world. Alexia is not even 30 years old yet. She's positively impacted millions of women around the world. One of the hardest working individuals I've ever met. I've never seen someone as prolific with content creation as she is. A creative genius when it comes to finding ways to innovate and make what is not fun to do. Exercise is not fun. So don't you think for a second that uh, going out of your way to find new ways to make it a little less painful or boring or just more fun doesn't have an impact on getting people to comply with the workouts and be consistent and, and whatever gets people moving whatever gets people moving and and there's nothing dangerous being shared or, or shown but if, if you are going to be making you know I think she shares like two to three workouts a day there's going to be a movement or two that some people are not going to like or think oh I wouldn't have shared that or shown that but it's like okay well sorry I, I, if I make two or three of these a day I, I, you know, I, I always joked about this too when I would make content. They're not all winners. Like I, there, there's some workouts I look at, I probably, eh, maybe I shouldn't share that, whatever. But that's not the point. It's just, she, she's a creative genius who's only put out positive vibes into the world. Like I, I put out more negativity than I probably should have in the years. I've never seen her do anything negative. But now that this asshole is like trying to slander her to get views and to get, you know, and it's tough. And I know, I know it bothered her, but you know, keep doing what you're doing. And if you're dealing with stuff like that, look, man, I, I, and I told her like, look, you're obviously doing something right. Because if he wants to use your name as a hashtag for, or a tag for search, it's because you fucking broken through the noise and you're having the impact that he'll never have ever, ever, because he doesn't have the level of creativity. He's a, he's a provocateur and she's a creator. And I don't give a lot of unsolicited advice, but if Alexia is listening, I will give, this is the only thing I can say, because otherwise I should be taking advice from her. When she does her fit and five follow along workouts, don't just do the movements without saying anything. You got it. Like as someone who's done hundreds, hundreds of follow along workouts, what people love the most is they love to hear you talk and experience the exercise in the moment. Like the pain you're feeling in your quads or how much you want to get through this or the food you're thinking about to get through it. And that level of interaction. And by the way, something magical happens, even the most quiet of individuals. Uh, when you're exercising, because just the blood flow and just it unlocks a level of hilarity and creativity. And that's honestly, many of you follow me today because of the, the ridiculous shit I, I would say in those DVDs. And here's, here's a funny story to another, add this to the list of the reasons I left men's health. But I always felt like I could never, I could never be myself because we'd have editors on site and, and they'd constantly be trying to like edit me and censor me. And, and then I couldn't really feel like if you have people on set that just are waiting to like catch you on a word or not be yourself, it, it, it just destroys your creativity. It takes all the fun out of the whole fucking thing. And yeah, I, I, and my wife will tell me, okay, uh, we can't say that. And I'm like, okay, let's reshoot it. You're right. So yeah, I occasionally will cross the line. And luckily I have my wife to help me with that. Um, and when she's not there and I cross the line, I, hopefully it's not something I can't come back from. But 
I made the comment in teaching the squat, uh, spread your taint when you squat. Instead of just pushing your knees out, just spread your taint. And, and it's actually a really good uh, cue that uh, I got from a top powerlifter, Ed Cohen, legendary powerlifter. Spread your taint when squatting. And we're shooting the DVD, and then one of the editors that I, I just despise working with, I mean, it was brutal working with this person, stops the DVD and says, oh, we can't say taint. Mind you, not more than a week ago, they shared the article, the 37 best ways to do anal. Or whatever it was. And I can't say taint? So there was just such a weird, like, what's okay to say, what's not okay to say. And they're sharing, like, the best, t- top 10 most disgusting pimple poppings of all time. And, and, and taint is the word that I'm getting called. Like, we're literally shutting down this work. I have to reshoot it now because of the word taint. So, yeah, again, th- that's just uh, a small thing. But um, they're, they're just, like, two examples of, of people in high profiles and what they're dealing with. And, and by the way, Alexia is... An awesome person, way smarter than people give her credit for, and, and a really quality individual, uh, caring person. There's a lot more to her than meets the eye, and there's a lot more to Chris Cuomo than meets the eye, apparently. I, I've exchanged with him. I, actually, I'm going to send him a pair of my Lungeman shorts, so we'll see how he looks at him. He's a fit guy. He's really into fitness. So, uh, you know, and again, that comes, I saw Instagram created this new thing recently called Create Don't Hate, and I think that's a great way to, great way to approach life. You know, like, not everybody can create, but... If you can, it, creation is what it's all about. It's a, lot, it's a lot easier to hate on the creations of others than to create something yourself. But the creators own the world. We need the creators. We need, we need creators. And, and, you know, more than ever, we need them. So that's a good philosophy, good way to approach life. Create, don't hate. I like that a lot. And beyond, beyond the fact that I'm always looking for new stickers and things to share in my stories. Some, some don't match up. My wife tells me sometimes, no, that's actually not what that means. So you can't apply that. But uh, I do, do the best I can uh, as an elder millennial to try to stay current. Bottom line, guys, lead with your story. It belongs to you and no one else. Uh, I was having a conversation with my wife this weekend over, yes, we did have an edible. Um, those that listen to the podcast know that you know we get really deep when that happens. And I didn't cry. I was close. We had this uh, iced coffee float, which is like ice cream into cold brew coffee. It was, it was actually amazing. I highly recommend it if you ever want to try something new delicious and then you like it ends with like all this like extra sugar at the bottom into the iced coffee but throughout it it's like it's it's just really fancy i would highly recommend it but we're just talking it's like you see someone walk by and it's like okay you see what you see but what we we overlook is like there were a million steps along that journey that got them from point a to point b where they are today and that is the most and that is uniquely their experience. Nobody else has that exact same experience. So when you're wondering like how can I you know really become relatable to people or how can I be more than just fitness or be more than just this business or anything else like that. It is all about your story. And I know so many people that actually have a lot of value to give to the world that are just afraid to share their story because it might be embarrassing or they don't want to give too much of themselves, but I'm just telling you right now like it's going to be really hard to get far in this life and really have the impact that you ultimately can have at a global level or or local level or whatever it is. But you're leaving impact, positive impact on the table and you're not sharing your full story. Within reason, right? If there's something like a truly incriminating that, you know, um, can end your career, okay, like try to massage that and make it, you know, tell, tell a part of the story and leave out whatever details you need to. But lead with your story. When it comes to content and be okay with the fact that some people are not going to like you for your story. But those that can relate to your story, they're going to be fans and they can be fans for life. And if they only see you as, especially if you're in fitness, as just a workout machine, it's going to be hard to really break through and make a change with those people. You also need a support system. I have a handful of people in fitness that we message and share like crazy DMs or like, you know, negative experience, etc. Because, you know, we know what it's like and we can help each other. Support each other in the process, and, and you need people like that in your life. And it could be friends, family, colleagues, but you need a support system. You can't do this alone because you go crazy and you'll become so negative and hateful and cynical that, you know, even the most positive a person, a positive person can become, can become quite the opposite. If you're barraged with constant negativity, and it's okay to think about it, but keep it to yourself. Like, and, and this is this goes for both being a creator and a consumer of content. I see plenty of things that are ridiculous. And maybe I text it to a few friends in, in confidence. 
but I would never publicly try to humiliate them or disparage them. And because look, they're they're still they're still creating. They're still creating. Might not be the best creation, but they're still creating. The people that really give your negativity to are, are the hateful people that do nothing positive for the world, make nothing new or nothing uh, of quality, that don't innovate and, and just really you know make fun of others and belittle people trying to do bigger things with their life and, and to help others. Those are the people you should reserve your comments. And even then, it's not worth it. If you see something you don't like, just unfollow. Don't pile on or leave your negativity on someone else. And yes, most unsolicited advice will fall on deaf ears. Save it for someone who cares or who trusts your opinion. And usually people, like I always, if there's someone who I need advice from, I ask them. I'm not someone who's above asking for advice. It's just I, I know who to ask advice for. People that are smarter than me on a certain topic. And yes, I just gave Alexia unsolicited advice, but I have done hundreds of follow-along workouts and I would only give it because I see she has unlimited potential. She could be one of the greats if she uh, fully let her personality come through in her videos. And uh, pe- people love to see trainers get their own ass kicked. They love that. So uh, usually what they don't like to see someone because she's in such good shape, she can hold a plank for 10 minutes. So uh, I'm not saying fake it, but... Um, it's almost discouraging when you see someone just like be able to do things you can't do and or like it's not painful at all. So people loved when I would share the fact that, look, I'm slowly, you're watching me slowly die during these workouts and that's okay. But uh, I, I digress. Never publicly smear an individual unless defending yourself against a preemptive attack or addressing an issue that needs more context or it's a human rights issue, right? Like obviously I, I've said some things about men's health, but that's part of my experience. And I also do have to kind of defend myself in a sense because a lot of people think that um, I left for certain reasons or was fired, et cetera, whatever. But, you know, there are lessons in me sharing that story that can help an entrepreneur. And by the way, that's exactly what Derek said at the beginning of the episode. And, and by the way, me sharing some of that stuff didn't necessarily like the HR incident where I cursed out uh, an employee and I got reported to HR. Does that make me look like good? Does that put me in a positive light? No. But it happened, and I learned from it, and it was part of the story. And as I always say, there's no BS with BJ. You're going to hear if I'm going to – I've got no problem diminishing myself if it's, the, if it's the truth and it adds context and adds value to you, and you can learn from that. And bottom line, it's about karma. Keep sharing the best of you and, by the way, the worst of you, where it applies and where people can, can learn from it, where you're willing to. You don't have to share everything, but – you know, it's not all, it's not all uh, hugs and kittens and kisses. There's some real work that goes behind the scenes. There's some real struggles that come along the way if you're trying to do something big. There's no handbook for a lot of this shit if you're an entrepreneur or a creator. You just do the best you can and you, you keep learning. You keep grinding along the way. But if, you're, if you keep trying to add positive value to the world, you'll, you'll get some back. And you're still going to get a lot of hate that comes with it. But I, I just feel like it's a great way to live your life. Share good stuff, positive stuff, stuff that can help people. If you keep adding value to people's lives, you'll always have a platform you can sustain and build upon. So I hope this helps. And, and if anything, you know, like, just know you're not alone when you're making content and you're, and you're banging your head against the wall and you're, you're, your feelings are hurt. And it, it, it's tough, man. It's tough. If you want to do some bigger things and reach more people, especially when it's essential to use social media to do so, uh, there's a lot of unfortunate stuff that comes with it but at the same time like you're now in the ability to reach more people faster than ever before so you want to step into the kitchen you got to be able to handle the heat and if you have something that's passionate that you're passionate about that you're good at that you can help people with or add value or make a change in this world the worst thing you can do is take that to your grave and not share it with the world even if it means taking some some uh, licks and some bumps along the way the alternative of sitting on a gift or taking knowledge and positivity with you and you alone, I don't think that's a viable option. Hope you guys enjoyed this. As always, a five-star rating and review is much appreciated. It helps us spread the word to more good people like you, get in the higher rankings of iTunes. And uh, you know, as, as we get more listens and more you know people involved with this, by the way, more people listening, the more questions I can get, the more content I can make, etc. It just helps the whole process, helps the whole community. So it's so appreciated. It takes 10 seconds to give a five-star rating in iTunes, only 30 seconds for just a rating and review. It's so appreciated. Please get on Anchor free app for Apple and Android devices. And if you have a question you want to be considered for a future podcast or a comment or anything else, 
You can voice message me and I can add it to the episode just like I did with Derek. The episode is dedicated to Derek Teal and his positivity and the beautiful things he said. I really appreciate it, man. Um, I actually got that message on uh, when I was kind of having not the best day. So it meant a lot to me to receive it and so much so that I wanted to make it part of this episode. Thanks for listening, guys. Love you. Peace.